Your father was a good Wu-Tang martial expert. There's not many who can match up with him. Welcome to the Confessions of a Wedding Photographer podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Holden, and these are my stories. Welcome back to the Confessions of a Wedding Photographer podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Holden, and thank you for waiting. It has been a a little bit of a long while, but it's been worth it. Um, Upgraded some of the equipment that I've been using and had to take a couple weeks off the podcast to deal with some school stuff and some life stuff and I'm back I'm ready to rock and this week we have episode 10 uh, of the uh, Confessions of Wedding Photographer podcast and in this episode we're going to be dealing with handling groomsmen featuring legit teacher skills now for those of us that are teachers out there as well as professional photographers behavior management is just something that comes along with the territory and I decided to delve a little bit into it because I find some of the hardest people to deal with on a wedding day happen to be the groomsmen and they can make and break make or break a wedding party and for those of you wedding photographers that are listening you know what I'm talking about and if you are getting married uh, think about your husbands or your mates, uh, friends who are going to be in, in your bridal party and play that situation out for you. But today we're going to talk a little bit about the things that piss off photographers, you know, dickhead groomsmen, there's a ton of different types, um, the blokes, uh, the the laddie guys, the, the druggie, the anti-marriage guy, uh, the guy who's here to hook up, um, you know, the wannabe ladies man, the full-blown alcoholic, the... Uh, hilarious, you know, uh, I use lips there, uh, Joker, the married guy who knows it all, the sleazy older dude. I mean, you could go on and on and on and no doubt at some point in your life you might fall into one of these categories. Um, so again, this is going to be nice and short and sweet. I'm, I'm, we've got two podcasts that are uploading this week, so episode 10 and episode 11. And... I'm hoping that you love the, the 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 better audio quality. We're re- working really hard to try and get it as perfect as I can, even though I'm, I'm shooting it in my lounge room. Um, shooting it, recording it. Sorry, slip of the tongue. Um, yeah. So, on to today's episode: handling groomsmen. Now, this is a tough one because every single photographer has their own way of doing it, and for me, I choose to go down the route of being the best mate and it's something (coughs) excuse me it's something that I've really honed over so many weddings and it's just the right thing for me it it fits with me now I know some female wedding photographers who've had an absolute nightmare dealing with getting the guys on side because they turn into school kids like just school kids they want to have fun the girls uh are generally pretty supportive because they know how important it is to 
um, the bride, how important the day is, and you don't really, they don't really kick off that badly. It's only every opposite, every now and again you get one that's a little bit too bossy, but that's about as bad as it gets for me. Um, you know, if you listen to this and you have other stories that have happened to you, send them in and I will talk about them on the podcast. Now, um, I, as I said before, I go the way of uh, the best mate and I make sure every single time that I rock up to the photographer's, um, to the, the bro- uh, oh my God, I can't speak today, to the groom's house. First, I get to know the guys, shake hands with them. I listen to what they're talking about. If they like cricket, they like footy. I'm not a big sports guy. Rugby is my one, my one sport, my one fo- uh, uh, thing that I follow. So, I mean, if they're into rugby, it's a plus for me. Cricket, yeah, footy, yeah, you know. Um, all it takes to get them on side is a couple of trips to the bathroom, get onto Google and look at, you know, their favorite sporting team, a couple of controversial talking points and then you just ask them a ton of questions Uh, don't give any feedback or like if they ask you a question i return with a question again you know and i always know who the coach is and i know one or two star players and then we get into it um if that doesn't work i've had some uh, uh lads groups that are totally into um like uh what was the one i did that i was they were all part of the the WA Ballet and great guys, great guys. They're all into dancing. I can't dance to save my freaking life. Um, I have no rhythm. I, I, I cannot do TikToks. It's just not me. And I've come to grips with that. Okay. I'm either a really bad dancer or after a couple of flagons of wine, I become Fred Astaire. So uh, there's no in between. And um, having to bond with them, I found really hard. And that was just one of the things where I actually said, hey guys, I know nothing about ballet. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, how much work it has, how much work goes into your rehearsals? And then we just hit it off. Um, and when I'm going through the types of groomsmen, you'll know, you'll picture in your head, you'll go, oh my God, I've shot one of those or someone similar. Now, uh, the dickhead groomsman. So I'll pick the ones that really irk me. Uh, the dickhead groomsman is a guy who no matter what, for some specific reason, is just a knob. He is just there to make everyone's life difficult, no matter whose wedding it is. It could be the Queen of England's wedding, and he would just still be a dick. Um, generally, I found like this person is someone who doesn't work with people a lot, he's not around people a lot, or there's someone who's they've just come out of a bad relationship, or they've just gotten divorced. <clears throat> um, well, they they just they're just the type of guy that most people be like, yeah, that guy's a dick, and everyone knows who they're talking about. You know, he just doesn't care. Like he's there, and you could see the tension in the groomsmen and the other um, and the groom, and even at the wedding, you can kind of see that like he still couldn't he couldn't be fucked if he was there if he wasn't, and that that's the type of groomsman that really irks me. Um, there's the the blokey lad who's the guy who's just happy go lucky he's there he's you know yeah the boys you know doing shoeys and uh yelling skull every single time you know they crack open a new beer um pretty easy to deal with him now the the, the dickhead uh I, I don't waste my time getting him on site that's just my point i just i could see him i go i acknowledge you're a dickhead and i, I actually actively cut him out of the day 
not photographically, but just energy wise. I don't give them any energy and I rather direct my energy to and energy my my energy to the rest of the lads. I don't direct any energy towards that dickhead. And then um I focus on, you know, the the blokey guy, the guy who's just like, oh yeah, up the doggies, you know, like he's like full into footy or, or whatever. And, you know, you mention a couple of things, again, a couple of trips to the bathroom. He's into fishing. You're talking about a couple of fishing spots off of blah, 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 blah. Next minute, the guy's your best mate, all right? Um, and once you get him on side, nine times out of 10, he's going to offer you a beer. If he offers you a beer, I just take it. Even if I don't really feel like drinking, I'll sit there and nurse it in, and pretending to drink it and then sort of put it down, let it get mixed done in with the other with the other beers and then I'll be like, oh, mate, one for me and working today. So, you know, the, the, the blokey lad's really easy to get along with. I just emulate him. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but um, I just try and emulate him because I know I'm going to need a lot of that energy later on in the day during the portrait session. He's generally the one who comes up with like, you know, some of the really like crazy, like, yeah, let's lift the bridesmaids up or, you know, let, you know let's let's ditch a, a bouquet at so-and-so's head or, you know, and you can aim that back into something more constructive when you're shooting. Um the the druggie i've had a few of these all right these guys are real specialists when it comes to ruining someone's wedding uh they generally are packing some form of drug paraphernalia and i highly suggest for legal reasons stay far away from this particular groomsman because they they are either really really good and they blend in and they sort of become a bit of the gray man or they stick out like dog like dog's balls like you can just tell they're on something and they're providing it to everyone and maybe that's their line of business good on them that's not for me all right and you generally tell with this particular gentleman uh generally around about just after the ceremony he disappears comes back full of life or very hard to get along with depending on what he's taken i uh don't make mention of anything so he'd be like, oh, mate, you know, want a bit of the goey or whatever terms they use these days. And for me, it's just like, nah, not my scene, bro. My friends are cops. And that that line, I do have friends who are cops, good mates who are cops. And that line generally turns them off you for the rest of the day. You won't hear a peep out of him. He will be best friends. Or, I mean, I've used the line, oh, no, I'm trying to get into the police academy. Thanks, though. And they just, whoop, nah, okay. Um, now, the quieter druggy. Hmm. they're not going to offer you anything. They're just going to sit there. They're going to do their thing. you got to know they're on something. They know that you know that they know that you know that they're on something. And, um, oh, that was confusing. Jesus. Uh, but you just roll with it. Um, so they're generally okay to get along with. Now, uh, along with the dickhead, Grimsman, is the anti-marriage marriage guy. Like, now, like superheroes, these guys can meld into each other. They can almost, if you've got two of them, like each of them on your on your wedding party, you know, one of each, sorry, um, they can end up becoming a bit of a, they can feed off each other, okay, it goes back and forth. Now this, the anti-marriage guy sounds like a bit of super superhero, but he's the, he's the guy who says stuff like, oh, run mate, or, you know, are you having second thoughts, you're feeling a little bit you know, under the weather, do you want, you want to call it quits or, you know, uh, chucks out the old, uh, you know, 52% of marriages always uh, end in divorce. Or he'll say stuff like, 
oh, if I jumped out of an airplane and, uh, you know, I gave you a parachute and I said it only had a 50% chance of opening, would you do it? Now, these things don't need to be heard on a wedding day. Um, they don't. The groomsman, depending on the type of guy he is, either he knows that this guy's full of shit and will just move on, or if he's a little bit on the nervous side, this is going to be the last thing he's going to hear. In all your photos, the guy's going to look tense. Um, the best way is to distract the anti-marriage guy with a job. And that job is getting all the other blokes ready. So <clears throat> as soon as I get there, get them on side with some sporting stuff, kind of identify who's who in the, in the, you know, out of the lads, and then I start issuing jobs. Now, the jobs generally you know, would go to uh, the best man. Nine times out of ten, the best man is an absolute mess. He has no idea what's going on. He's not prepared. He's never done it before. And he's pretty bloody useless, to be honest. So I look for the guy who's been married before, the guy who, you know, the, the anti-marriage guy who's just, you know, one of these blokes who just, <laughs> he just he just hates life. And I give him a job. I'm like, all right, mate, you're the, you're the, I need you to do the X, Y, and Z, get the car, get this, blah, 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 blah. Smash him with jobs. And then he can't derail what I'm trying to do. And what I'm trying to do is keep everyone relaxed, keep everyone chill, and go through it in a nice way where uh, the groom feels relaxed. I can get some nice quality photos. I mean, if there's a videographer there, uh, it tends to make things a little bit more tense because everything's being recorded and you can't be really that, really be that natural uh, because they're worried about what they're saying. Um, so, you know, uh, again, you're trying to keep things nice and calm. So keep the anti-marriage guy away from uh, the dickhead. Definitely keep him away from the druggie as much as you can by giving them jobs getting them to be like hey i need uh, these chairs moved sometimes i've gotten one bridal party to move an entire lounge suite to get some perfect light and then to get them to move it back again just to keep them busy because i knew that they were going to be hard work and they hated me for it but you know i was like thanks so much guys you without you we couldn't get these amazing photos i didn't need them i just gave them a job um there's one of the the groomsmen, and I'm pretty sure I was this groomsman at my sister's wedding, and it's the here to hook up guy. Um, I remember being young at my sister's wedding, and she had all her friends from school there, and some of them were looking great, and I was on the bridal party, and you know, you're in a tuxedo, and yeah, you know, you, you're making a few winks here and there, and um, <clears throat> my, you know, my sister still has a couple of comments about my dance floor antics at a wedding, but, um, you know, I was always made sure I was being responsible, but, you know, I was, um, I was, I was on the prowl, <coughs> excuse me, my voice is terrible today, and, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was looking for a little something, something at the wedding, and, uh, you know, I found it, uh, shout out to you, mate, I know you're listening, uh, um, that's my sister's best friend from high school, Laura, and uh, she's listening to this podcast now, probably red in the face, but Laura is happily married with two kids and uh, we laugh about this. Uh, we've been laughing about it the last 15 years. So uh, here's to Laura. Um, anyway, so yeah, there's a hookup guy. He's, he's going to be just wanting the attention of the bridesmaids. And that's cool. That's a really good energy to have. Um, I get him to actually help. Because when the girls are, are like, you know, posing and they're doing their thing, he's like your own personalized hype man. I'm like, bro, listen, um, you know, those girls over there, they will have a look at you. 
you might want to help out you know what i mean and and he gets on your wavelength like oh yeah if i help you out they think i'm awesome I'm gonna hook up yeah and so you can kind of like baby him into helping out holding bouquets and shoes and shit or champagne whatever he wants to do so kind of pair him off with the with the laddie kind of bloke and uh get him as a little bit of a hype man um he can go other way at the ceremony um, he can be really good or he can be a little bit distracted. So a couple of little uh, pep talks before the ceremony, you know, just keep looking around, stop staring into the sky or the audience, just concentrate on the ceremony and then you can have a joke afterwards. Um, and he can be a little bit difficult to deal with during the portrait session, um, keeping his attention, all right, because his attention is going to be on the ladies. Now, if all the ladies are taken, his attention is going to be nowhere. Um and that could be a little bit of a dangerous. I've had a few of those and they sort of lose interest. <clears throat> they start wandering and complaining and I'm hungry, need a beer, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, trying to keep him interested. That's, that's a really good way of doing it. Um, the ladies man is like an advanced version of the here to hook up guy. He's the guy who's like, you know, I don't know, former, they all seem to be former football players, you know, tall dark good looking just kind of walks into the room and lady starts swooning and he knows it and um he is just there to dominate like you know who i'm talking about if 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 you're listening to this you you know a guy like this um nothing wrong with him generally they really great guys and they'll have a full-on conversation with you until an attractive woman walks into the room and then their their attention is fully on her and then once uh, he has her attention, her attention is, you know, like he, his attention is back on you and what you need him to, to do. So you can either play these guys the easy way. Now, the hardest part is, I think, you know, when I spoke to a lot of my f- uh, friends who are female wedding photographers is, uh, and especially my assistants and second shooters who are female predominantly, um, the ladies man can be problematic. Uh, always wanting to chat he holds up your second shooter especially if your second shooters are attractive uh, or um, you have an assistant who's attractive they can hold up you know the process he's like trying to chat to him trying to ask him questions about their equipment because he's trying to get their attention and they're just trying to do a job they don't have time and maybe in the back of their minds you know i've had a few assistants go oh that guy was really hot can i get his number i'm like go for it like once we clock out go back into the wedding reception get his number just be discreet Try not to blast it all over the place if that's what you want. And I've had assistants come back to the car and go, oh, he like totally turned me down. I'm like, yeah, because he wanted your attention because he's trying to get 50 other girls' attention at the same time. So it's just part of it. Um, you can get him on side. Um, I generally talk about him, ask him questions about what he does, what, um, you know, what business he's in. Is he married? Is he not married? Is he divorced? Like, how many chicks is he tuning? And like, you kind of have to like dumb yourself down a bit sometimes and be unlike you. Like, I'm not normally like, oh yeah, tell me how many girls you're tuning, mate. You know, uh, that's not my sort of scene. Uh, unless I know the guys who are my friends, I'm like, oh cool. Like, who are you seeing? You know, like, be an adult about it. But with these these sorts of guys, you got to be like, wow, how many girls are into you, man? You're getting a lot of snaps, like. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, and then they kind of come on side because you become their little gopher. And I, I kind of hate doing it, but sometimes you got to take one for the team just to get through the day. Um, following him is the guy I like to call the full-blown alcoholic. Not just keen with having a beer. This bloke is trying to get written off before the videographer arrives to the, the, the groom prep. 
the first to offer a, a bottle of something exotic, um, I think last time it was like um, absinthe came out and I was like, what? Why is everyone doing a shot of absinthe? I'm like, you're going to have chronic diarrhea. Just just chill. I was like, you know, maybe a shot of vodka or whatever to ease the nerves, but, you know, absinthe, a bit too much. Um, and, you know, this bloke's trying to make cocktails and stuff in the morning, trying to get everyone, you know, piped up. And if you have a mix of him and the druggie, things can get interesting. <laughs> they can get really interesting. Um, the full-blown alcoholic guy comes in two two packages I've seen uh, generally the shy one and the aggressive one now they generally start off shy in the morning and then when by the time we get to the end of the portrait session where everyone's getting a bit more tired and things are a little bit more stressful going to the reception he hasn't had a beer in a while or a drink he starts getting cranky and uh, it can ruin the mood so again um, this is a terrible way and I highly don't recommend this. This is just what I do. I always make sure that they, they have an esky or some beers in because I know what this guy is like, you know, and I can, you can see when they're hiding uh, a hip flask of alcohol on them for the day, eh, that's not nerves, you know what I mean? So keep an eye out for him. I try and get the, um, the ladsy guy or the funny, you know, the funny guy, uh, the joker, He he gets to... To, to pair with him I'll try and get him to, to look after him and uh, you know there's a couple of times I've had to had a had, had to have a chat to the alcoholic and go listen mate like I know you're struggling with something I don't know what it is today's not the day so I'm gonna need you bright-eyed and bushy-tailed during the ceremony so wash your face have some water chillax you know and sometimes that works sometimes they start turning into the aggressive um, and then you get you got them off on the wrong foot um, so generally the best man I'll get him to take him outside, have a word. Uh, if that doesn't work, I just go straight to the groom and be like, listen, I can't work with this guy. So just, I'm going to kick all the groomsmen out. I'm just going to work with you and we're going to go from there. Um, the the Joker, again, is kind of the same as the Ladsy guy. Um, again, you know, the Joker and the hookup guy, they kind of blur. these. All these sort of stereotypes blur into each other and they become... Um, uh, is it caricatures Carica- caricatures of like people that you know and like you know they can be mixtures of all sorts of different people but these are the main ones I kind of see the most um, the Joker can be great for energy when you're shooting a wedding party uh, but also they can suck with the jokes like the jokes are just terrible they can offend people um, these are the guys who bring out like dead baby jokes and racial jokes and there's no limit to what they'll say because they're looking for a reaction again looking for attention attention's not on them it's on the it's on the um uh on the groom so they you know want they want some more attention so uh, a game that was taught to me by my wonderful friend louise who a lot of uh, wedding photographers know we just play the chinese whispers game i generally put him on the end and i just say mate think up the dirtiest thing you can say and they pass it along from each side and i do the same with the girls i pick the loudest bridesmaid put her on the end um and Generally, they love that. They make that part of the day so good. And they come up with some really, really disgusting things and some really hilarious things at the same time. So, 
you know, it's it's kind of making sure you're placing that person. And, and, and people who are getting married at their wedding, they don't realize that we're doing this. But wedding photographers are always looking at the energy that people are giving off and trying to move people to places around them in order to get the right energy, to get the right mix, and then your images become better. Um, some people don't. Some people just shoot as they see. I prefer to move people around. So that's just how I do it. Um, the next sort of guy is the married guy who knows it all. All right. He's the guy, generally, he's the best man if he's one of the first to get married in the group. And he'll make comments like, oh, mate, you just missed a great shot. And these are so annoying. Oh, my God, in heaven, I want to shoot myself in the face when people say that to me. Oh, oh mate, you just missed a great shot. Instead of going, hey, I think something awesome is about to happen here. You know, heads up. And I'm like, oh, sweet, awesome. You know, fang a lens around, capture the moment. And they go, thanks, man, great teamwork. So I try and get this guy on my team straight away. When I see the married guy or there's a couple of them, I'm like, guys, you know the drill. You've been through this. You know how hard it is. I'm going to need you today. And I really make a big deal of it. And always, I'm always saying, please, thank you so much. You're awesome. Cheers, mate. High five, fist bump, whatever I have to do to get them through the day. Um, he knows it all. He's seen it all. And he can kind of be a mixture of him and the anti-marriage guy and or him and uh, the alcoholic guy. Or, or he could be a mix of all of them, depending on the type of guy. And generally, um, the worst sort of scenario you've got is when... Uh, the best man is married to the maid of honor and they have a, a, a kid and the kid comes along and they have to stop and breastfeed and there's drama with the kid because they can't leave it for a while because it's a newborn and I get that. I don't have kids myself, but I deal with kids all day, every day and I get it. I get it. It's hard work. Um, that can hold things up. It can also put a bit of tension. So you want to try and make sure that that guy's on your side so he can, you know, he can comfort his wife, especially if they've got a newborn and the newborn's not well you know, like they can keep the energy good. So again, pairing him with the with the joker um, is a good thing. Also, the marriage guy can be really good because he can keep the other guys in line um, when they're getting a bit out of hand. He can be like, all right, guys, you know, you're, you're, you're pissing people off now. Just, you know, wind it in. And I've actually had a guy who told off one of the groomsmen who was hitting on one of my second shooters and was like, you're making me feel uncomfortable, mate. Like, it's harassment. Piss off. And I really appreciated it. And I, I think I actually gave them a free family photo session because I was just like, yep, you guys are awesome. Um, the last guy, and probably one of my favorite, uh, is uh, the sleazy older dude. All right. Uh, this guy is a, an ex exceptional human being. Because generally, they're um, 45 and plus. And they're, they're the oldest person on the on the um, on the bridal party, and you know they're not there to mess around. They know what, exactly what they want. They know what weddings are about: alcohol and babes. That's all that they're thinking about. They generally they've been single for a long time, or they've never married, never wanted to. Um, you know, I know I'm stereotyping a bit here, but you know some of them are just. You know, they get this this guy and the alcoholic are generally pretty close together when you're drawing the line around them, and uh, they can they when they come as a package with the anti-marriage guy, sleazy older dude, and the alcoholic all formed into one person, you're gonna have <laughs> an interesting wedding. Um, and you know, I've heard some things come out of these guys' mouths, and I'm just like, holy crap! Like, 
in 2019 in you know post me too post um uh all that all that sort of stuff that it you know had it, it sh- changed the way that people talk about consent and the way that they talk to each other this guy does not care and he's just there to you know he generally will be the one that gets all the girls riled up you know and will drop little comments in the limo uh maybe a brush with a hand as he's helping <laughs> them out um i'm laughing because i've seen so many of these guys that like you know they're gen- they're typically the the dodgy limo driver you know like uh, wedding photographers will know if you're listening to this you know the one i'm talking about like the the former like inmate turned limo driver who you know he you know he's in jail for some sort of sex offence because of the way he's looking at the bridesmaids and, and his eyes are lingering behind those sunglasses and you know while he's having a smoke under the bridge waiting for your photos to finish and he's t- you know discreetly taking photos on his iPhone when the girls are like jumping around in the back of the limo he's that kind of dude you know like our dads they've all got a mate like that you know the one who's like oh yeah you know let's go off to the skimpies on a Friday it's like oh bro like. You know, take a chill pill. So that guy is is interesting because he could really kick things off. And I've had one of them, uh, you know, touch a bridesmaid, uh, and she, you know, she made it very clear, loud and clear to everyone, the whole bridal party, uh, on video as because there was a videographer as well about her feeling uh, about him brushing his hand against her her uh, buttocks because he made a comment that she wasn't wearing any underwear and that it was an improvement. Um, yeah um this guy i still don't have and i'll be honest with you i still don't have a way of dealing with him i generally just try and suffer through it and get him out of the way generally um i'll have a a light that i could use like a backup light or something and i'll get him to do that for me so that he's far away from the girls (laughs) um generally kind of skulks off and you find him talking to the limo driver about you know what's what's it like being a limo driver and you hear comments like oh mate there must be so much uh so much tail you know uh, <laughs> or whatever probably worse than that it's so gross anyway he's the, he's the one i still i'm still trying to work out so if anyone has any tips like feel free to you know uh, hit me up with them because i still don't know how to, how to do that but um, ultimately at the end of the day the, the groomsmen do have a big part to play in how the photos um, come out and, and they do they do change the energy they do change the dynamic and they you know they feed the girls they help the girls um, do their thing uh, and also like the last thing you want is them creating drama so you know keep them on the side they're they're an interesting bunch of lads sometimes you won't get any of these guys you'll just get a bunch of normal dudes who you know are actually pretty normal okay guys who are just doing their thing helping their buddy get married and and it's a breeze and other times you get all these types in one and if you think it's demographic based uh based on income or where you live uh, you're very much mistaken. Uh, these these stereotypes don't have demographics. They can be super rich and still act like this, or they can be super poor, still act like this. Bogan or snob or whatever, doesn't matter. These are the ones that I've found that really hit home. Um, the podcast is going so well. Um, we're averaging around about $1,100, 1100 listeners now um, a, a day, and 
by taking a, sh- a short break, um, you know, I got to work on some stuff. And yeah, people were messaging saying, where's the podcast? It hasn't come out. Like, what's up, dude? Like, you, <laughs> it's a weekly podcast. So I apologize if you've been waiting. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, please can keep on subscribing. Please rate if you could in the iTunes store. It really does help um, get your podcast out there and, and people can see it. Um, I'm sort of lining up some guests now because I'm on, on school holidays, so I've got enough time to do it. But I'm going to be lining up some guests um, and we're going to have some nice fat chats uh, over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to record us, I'm going to smash out a whole bunch of podcasts and and just and schedule them weekly so um there won't be a, a delay again um if you're new to the podcast i'd love to hear from you uh hit me up at the holdens on instagram um for more information on the podcast and upcoming guests that'd be awesome we've had a few people ask about um sponsoring the podcast it's not something that i've really thought about all that often um so if you are interested in being an advertiser on the podcast um I do not plan to do adverts so I'd rather get someone say you know if it's a bridal boutique and they want to advertise on the podcast I'd rather just have a chat with you um, and put you on the podcast talk about what you do and the trials and tribulations of your part of the industry and and that's the preferred way I'd like to do it because I hate listening to adverts um, in the beginning or in the middle of a, of a podcast and I'm not doing this to make money I'm doing this as a hobby and I was sure, and I've, the feedback I've gotten is people really appreciate it. So, thank you for listening. Um, the, our website is currently going over some changes, so it's it's down at the moment. Uh, but you can follow a podcast on any. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and so many more. Um, and our favorite part of recording the podcast is uh, is participating in the conversations that come afterwards. So hit me up on on. Um, instagram and, and and talk to me and let me know how you feel and you know what we're talking about and i've had some great conversations with photographers over the funny things that have happened on this podcast so far so um i'm not going to do uh, uh advice uh, i got a really good question on instagram that i say for the episode 11 and but normally we do uh um, unhelpful unhelpful wedding advice section if you do want uh, any advice or any questions Hit me up at the Holdens on Instagram, and I'm more than happy to go through it. We do have a podcast um, at C O A W P podcast, and that is um, on Instagram as well. So you can hit me up through there. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, this has been episode ten, called "Handling Groomsmen Like a Legit Teacher," uh, through. Just basically knowing your enemy, really. And they're not your enemy. You're there to have fun. You're there to help them out. Just massage them into the way you need them to be. They're like raw clay. And as a photographer, sometimes you just need to get in there, work with them, know the type of dude they are, do a little bit of bonding before you even start picking up the camera, and it'll make your life so much easier. If you are planning your wedding, choose wisely. You know, um, sometimes your mates are your mates for a reason and that reason is not to be your groomsman and explain to them. They're like, look, you're a great guy, but you're too sleazy to be a groomsman. So we're going to make you do a reading at the wedding. That way you can mingle and, and chat to the babes after. They He'll probably appreciate it. You know, if your mate is an absolute alcoholic, just be like, look, mate, I'd, we'd love to be a groomsman. Clean yourself up. You're good to go. Um, pick your mates wisely and pick your groomsmen wisely and you're going to be all good Um, and if you're shooting them good luck Uh, let me know some of your horror stories i really appreciate it 
And if you are a groomsman about to be at a wedding, be good to your photographers, be good to your videographers, treat them with respect, and you're going to have a great time. You're going to get some good photos for your Tinder profile, and it's going to be a great day. So until next time, this has been the Confessions of a Wedding Photographer podcast. I'm, I'm not going to say it. Until next time, I'll keep confessing. Stand blows from swords and stabbings from spears. One is invulnerable. I said, empty your mind.